Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Another Friday. Welcome in, everybody. Glad to have you with me. I'm Michael Borky. This is Mike in the Morning, the daily live stream. It's part of Super Talk Mississippi Media. Just more sports coverage. Why not, right? And uh, glad that you are with me. Forgive the look. I, uh, I I told you guys a while ago. I'm trying this fitness thing. You know, trying to get healthy and, and whatnot. Uh, so I went on a run this morning, and it is so humid outside. The second I stepped outside. Uh, I, I got like I was soaking wet. So forgive me. I thought I was going to have enough time to cool down before this. So if I look like crap, please forgive me and uh, check it out on the uh, on iTunes and Spotify. If you don't feel like looking at me, Mike in the mornings, all you have to search to find it there. Also, subscribe on YouTube. Michael Morky on YouTube. Just search my name, subscribe and hit that little notification bell. So, you know, when I go live or when a new video is posted, also follow on Twitter and Facebook. And if you like what you hear, like the video and subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review. A handful of things to get to today with you. Uh, Kiffin's new contract, Lane Kiffin's new contract. The details finally came out yesterday. We already know what Mike Leach's is. I don't think there's been any change to that. I uh, haven't seen an announcement anyway. But the important thing about this contract, it shows that both Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Mike Leach is making $5 million a year, uh, if you can believe that. Um, limiting the options is the goal, and I'll explain what I mean. There's also some transfer portal news that is uh, Mississippi-based. Transfer portal news, and I've got a really lame joke I want to tell you uh, about that. And there is a, a beer, a branded beer, that uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi State need to get in on. Southern Miss is already doing something like this. I showed you guys already. We even talked to the people at Southern Prohibition about their Southern Miss branded can. My question is, what the hell are Ole Miss and Mississippi State waiting on? I'll show you what that is. And then the last thing, and and I I see the audience building right now in numbers, and it's the same thing that I talked about with you guys last week. I can't figure out what the window is for this conversation. So we brought up in the in one of the short segments of our radio show. So we have three segments that are the same length, and then the, the last segment of every hour is shorter, almost in half, compared to the other three. And so for one of the short segments yesterday, we just brought up the fact that to go to a Saints game this year, you have to either A, show your vaccine card, or B, have tested negative for COVID within the last 72 hours before the game. It's all we did was just we brought it up and uh, we got a handful of I don't want to hear about this stick to sports. Understand that. Uh, But what I'm wrestling with is how you can have the sports conversation without also talking about this. This isn't politics where some people say you cannot separate sports and politics. Yes, you can. Absolutely, you can. 
But in this case, when it's directly affecting players on the field, I mean, Lamar Jackson had to miss time because of COVID. Kirk Cousins had to miss time because of COVID. So that's a story there as far as players and availability and stuff like that. In the SEC, we had uh, one team in Mississippi have a 100% vaccination rate. Like That's a story because that directly impacts football. And this story with the Saints and, and fans having to go to games there and what that means, that directly impacts sports. So I'm having a hard time figuring out what the money window is because the people that say don't talk about it, how how can you not? I mean, they are completely intertwined with each other right now. Uh, I'll save that for the end. I will save that for the end, though. But they are completely intertwined right now, and there's no escaping it. So I, I don't know what some people want people in, in my position planning a radio show every day to, to do. Just ignore what is going on. Just ignore what the Saints are doing. Ignore Ole Miss's vaccine rate and the other SEC program's vaccine rate. LSU hit 100% yesterday. They had one player <laughs> that was stopping them from getting to 100, and he got it. I mean, I, I don't know how you can do sports content right now without that being the case. I'd love to hear from you guys. If you disagree with me, please tell me. I, like, I, I want you guys to, to help me better understand how we're supposed to approach this because I, I think it's – I think they are – they go hand in hand and you have to cover it. But people, every time we bring it up, oh, stick to sports. We don't want to hear this. Well, do I have a choice? I don't know. Anyway, JP gets us started. Shout out to Major League Baseball for delivering last night. And shout out to Tim Anderson of East Central Community College for a sweet oppo jack to end it. This image, this image right here. Uh, there's a couple of them I'll show you from the game last night. But this one was special. I mean, this actually happened. If you guys didn't watch this game, we ran a poll uh, on the radio show yesterday, uh, and more than half of our audience was not going to watch this game. Uh, if you didn't, you missed out. This was a real image from the game last night. The opening, whatever you want to call it, the entrance where they had Costner take the field just like he did in the movie, and he's holding a baseball, and he's, he's kind of looking around and then emerging from the corn in the outfield are the two teams that are about to play the game. And this image right here, I mean, look at this. This is, this is spectacular. The, the camera shot of Aaron judge behind Aaron judge walking through the corn. And then this right here, uh, after the opposite field home, actually, I'll show you one more thing. Uh, this was coming back from a commercial break. This was coming back from a commercial break last night. Really, really cool stuff from Fox. Really forward thinking, really just setting the scene, all that kind of stuff. And I'm sorry for those of you in podcast form, you can't see this. But, I mean, look at this shot. This is a real shot. It's a drone. It's the real house from Field of Dreams. This has come back from a commercial break. And for those of you in podcast, a drone flew from one side of the actual Field of Dreams across the field to the second floor of the house through an open window and down the stairs. This is coming back from a commercial break last night. I mean, what a shot and really <laughs> great skills from the drone driver there. But what a shot that is. I mean, the, the visuals last night were amazing. And here's the last thing I'll show you from this game. This was after the game-winning home run. After the game-winning home run and, uh, and Tim Anderson, nobody in the crowd knew this was going to happen. Nobody in the crowd knew this was coming. 
until it actually happened. The fireworks that came out of the batter's eye in center field. Look at this image right here. How cool is that? I mean, what a night. Major League Baseball gets crap for a lot of things because they should get crap for a lot of things. Rob Manfred's a joke. Uh, Iowa, the state of Iowa. Here's exactly why baseball gets crap. The state of Iowa has six Major League Baseball teams that are blacked out for everybody in the state of Iowa. Six of them. They don't have a team. There are six teams that people in Iowa cannot watch because of Major League Baseball's blackout rules. I mean, it's a joke. So baseball gets a lot wrong. They get roasted a lot of times by me because they deserve it. Not last night. That was really, really cool. It was really cool. And they're going to make it an annual thing, which is a great idea. It's going to lose its luster every year, but that's still going to be appointment viewing for me. I thought it was really well done capturing the scene, the sun setting, uh, the the overhead shots of the sun setting off in the west over the cornfields. I mean, just perfect, you know, just red and orange sunsets. And the game was really good. You had home runs everywhere, the old uniforms, the scenes, everything. That was awesome. So shout out to Major League Baseball for that last night. But we're talking about football today because we are 27 and 22 days away. So yeah, three weeks from tomorrow will be week zero. Wait, two weeks from tomorrow will be week zero. What am I talking about? Yeah, two weeks from tomorrow, we will get Power 5 football. I've told you guys this before, but it bears repeating. It's Hawaii and UCLA and... uh Nebraska and Brett Bielema coached Illinois. There's three other games, but those are the ones you're going to want to watch. Uh, that's two weeks from tomorrow. Two weeks from tomorrow. That's awesome. That is awesome. But we're talking football today. Uh, Lane Kiffin got a new contract from Ole Miss. And, I mean, we knew he got a new contract a while ago, but the terms were released. Apparently, they got a bunch of FOIA requests And everything that's in the contract, they didn't release to the public. There are some things that are mixed in there, some uh, perks that the public, that weren't released to the public. I don't know exactly what they are. I wish I could tell you, but there were, there are some other things, other benefits of being a head coach literally everywhere. It's not unique to Ole Miss. I'm sure Mike Leach has some perks in his contract and Nick Saban has some and Brian Harson has some. They just don't release those. So this isn't the full contract, but the point is not even what the contract is. It's what it signifies. So this year, Lane Kiffin will have a base salary of $4.5 million. $4.5 million. Uh, If he is the head coach at the end of the year, so the end of 2021, he will get an extra $500,000. It's a retention bonus is what they're calling it. There's also all kinds of incentives you know, every SEC win after your fourth one, it's an extra 150K. If you make a certain tier of bowl games, it's an extra certain amount of money. If you make the SEC championship, it's a certain amount of money, that kind of stuff. Very incentive laden. There's also season ticket incentives. If they sell a certain number of season tickets, he gets a bonus. If they get to the next level of season tickets, he gets another bonus. Stuff like that. But it goes up every year incrementally. So the base salary in 2022 will be 5.25 million. The base salary in 2023 will be 5.5 million. Base salary in 2024 will be 
$1.75 million. And let's pretend, just for the sake of conversation, he wins nine games this year. Those numbers will go up. They'll renegotiate the contract again. It'll happen again. So not that all surprising. Where that lands in the pecking order of base salary. So this year's base salary for Lane Kiffin would be a top 25 salary. Now, things have changed a little bit. Uh, because the the database still, for example, has Will Muschamp as South Carolina's coach. Uh, as you guys know, Will Muschamp is not South Carolina's coach. It also has Gus Malzahn as Auburn's coach. They have not updated the database for this season just yet. However, uh, that salary would put Lane Kiffin around, if all things are equal, 22 in the country as far as base salary. There's all kinds of incentives it will grow and, and stuff like that. What this contract will do, and the same principle applies to Mississippi State, because Mike Leach is getting a base of $5 million this year. And if Lane Kiffin has another season that is noteworthy, that number will dramatically increase. Uh, the goal, I think, for both schools in this state are to limit the options. And I think Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach are a little bit different. They're in different points of their career. Uh, for whatever reason, and state fans will roll their eyes at this, Lane Kiffin will be more wanted by other people. He was this offseason. That's just reality. More people are going to want Lane Kiffin than Mike Leach. That's just reality. Uh, for a lot of reasons, and it's okay. I think Mississippi State is Mike Leach's final coaching job. I think when he was hired, this was his final stop, unless he got fired after two years like Joe Moorhead did. I think this is where Mike Leach hangs it up after uh, his time at Mississippi State. So we can push them aside a little bit because I think it doesn't apply exactly here. I think he's done when he's done at Mississippi State. But for Keith Carter, for Ole Miss, your goal is to limit the options for Lane Kiffin. That's your goal is to limit the options. What do I mean by that? You guys have probably talked to enough people by now that are wondering, concerned, worried, interested, whatever, in Lane Kiffin's next job. All of the country is interested in Lane Kiffin's next job. I mean, my gosh, it, the, the rhetoric around the Tennessee thing was embarrassing for so many people in this business. But I'll just I'll leave that where it is. You guys know my feelings on that by now, or at least you should. Um Ole Miss and Mississippi State are not destination jobs in college football, not compared to other people in your league and other programs around the country. They are clearly a tier below. And this is, this is just the truth. They are clearly a tier below the Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, even LSU. I know people won't like that. Texas, even Oklahoma, Southern Cal, Ole Miss and Mississippi State are a tier below those kind of programs. That's just the truth. It's just reality. But if you are showing commitment like what you're seeing from both programs right now and like you've seen in the past, what you will do is limit the options for your coaches to go. If you financially commit to them the way it appears that they are prepared to do, Where's Kiffin going to go is a conversation that involves fewer and fewer teams. And if this capital campaign that Ole Miss is pushing out there for 
a new weight room and a new locker room and stadium improvements and all that, if that gets done quickly, you will continue to limit the options. That's the goal if you are in leadership at Ole Miss and Mississippi State right now. Although, again, I think Mike Leach is a completely different situation than that of Lane Kiffin. Um, Your goal is to limit the options. Because I think it's pretty clear right now, I think it's pretty clear right now that in Oxford, they have somebody that fits. They have somebody that can sell the program better than any coach ever could. They have somebody that brings the program national attention that no coach could other than the one you got. And who knows, you might even be able to win. (laughs) It looks like you're headed in that direction. Uh, Recruiting is good. Coaching on the field is good. The ability to hire assistants is good. Fan morale is at an extremely high point right now. You've got what you have identified as somebody that fits and that is a winner. So your next goal is to keep that person for as long as you can. Limit the options. Financially commit in contract like they have done, and they will do again. But most importantly, the facility side has to go well. If you prove that you can commit to people like him, and they've done that, where's he going to go next is a small list. And I've told you guys this before. I think every program in the SEC, with the exception of Missouri and Vanderbilt, are now top 35 jobs in college football. If you take, you know, maybe Kentucky out of that equation, uh, some people would say Kentucky is on the same plane of job as Ole Miss or Mississippi State. I disagree with that. But they've been really good and stable under Stoops. Either way, the SEC keeps getting better, right? keeps getting better. Yes, it keeps getting more difficult as well. People like Dan Wolkin and others are just mystified that Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Arkansas and Kentucky fans are excited about Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. But Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC makes your job better. Therefore, when you identify a winning football coach, you are more likely to keep them. That's all. That's the goal here. Limit the options. When you identify a winner... When you've got a winner, Dan Mullen at Mississippi State, he took a better job. There were people around here that tried to sell you that Florida was a lateral move. It it was not. That's just the truth. That's reality. It was not. Um, There will be a day when Lane Kiffin takes a better job. But while you've got people like this, you limit the options. Mississippi State did that. Mississippi State limited the options. They tried. They expanded their stadium. Looks beautiful. Looks really good. Financially committed to Dan Mullen. Had, had a big-time salary, nationally competitive salary. Limited the options. When Florida comes calling, you know, that happens. It'll happen to Blaine Kiffin at some point as well. But there are people in this business that try to convince you that Tennessee was a better job, one that he would come crawling back to Knoxville for, and that wasn't the case. They're not an option anymore. Keep shrinking the list. That's the goal for Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Sex has bricked my phone last night, so now I get to spend all morning after this at an AT&T store. Yay. Um, that's fun. That's a lot of fun. I'll be at I'll be at Seaspire tomorrow. Here's a, a free plug for for them. Uh, getting ready for uh, getting ready for fiber. They dug a huge hole in my yard. 
and uh, didn't rebury the cables well enough. That's not a ceasefire problem. That was the contractor's issue. But either way, uh, we are almost ready for uh, for fiber, which I can't wait for. There's a free plug. They're not paying me for that. Uh, you're welcome. JP says, yeah, this is the pinnacle stop of Leach's career. Maybe he trades up somewhere to Mullen if successful, but I doubt it. Yeah, I think he's done. I, I think he'll he'll be at Mississippi State for as long as they want him to be at Mississippi State. And that's not a sh- – you know, some people will take that as a slight. I had somebody – you guys won't believe this. Get Get this. There was somebody on our text line on the radio show. I said that Mississippi State baseball – relative to results, are getting a discount on their baseball coaches. Chris Lamone has got a nice new contract. He's up over a million now. But uh, when you look at the salaries of their most recent coaches and what they've gotten out of them, Mississippi State has gotten their baseball coaches at a discount, which is a really good thing, right? Like anybody with a functioning brain would be able to tell you that, hey, you guys are getting great results and you're not overpaying for it. Take that as a compliment. Guy on the text line. What are you talking about? Really? It's about the culture or something like that. And I said, yeah, that's exactly my point is that you're not having to overpay for coaches. You're getting them at a discount because your results exceed your investment. How is that not a compliment? And his reply was something like, I'd love to see you in person, you smart ass. It's like, wait, wait, what? And I said, I'm sorry you took offense to my compliment to Mississippi State or something like that. And then he called me misinformed. Like, this guy was angry, told me he wanted to see me in person, wanted to fight it. He wanted to fight me or something because I said that Mississippi State is getting their baseball coaches at a discount. Even still, they're getting Chris Lamonis at a discount. 100% College World Series appearance rate. Won a national championship, getting paid less than Mike Bianco at Ole Miss. You're telling me that's not a discount? That's a that's a total compliment to your program. Wasn't seen that way. This is it's not a slight on Mississippi State, although apparently somebody out there can take it as one. When I say that, I think Mike Leach is done when he's done at Mississippi State. I think he had that itch to see if this would work in the SEC. And if the answer is yes, then he'll be there forever. If the answer is no, he'll, you know, be an analyst somewhere and collect a paycheck and hang out and read war books or something. He's just at a different point in his career. Nothing, uh, nothing wrong with that. But you, you never know with these people, guys. You, uh, you never know. Sometimes, boy, sometimes. <laughs> um, this is something cool that I want to show you guys. This is something cool. Uh, I showed you the Southern Mist can that Southern Prohibition is doing. This is Wake Forest's new uh, new beer. Check this thing out. And again, for those of you in podcast form, I'm sorry you can't see this. Uh, check this out. It's called uh, Deacon Brew from R&D Brewing. And uh, it's just really cool. It's got that the Walking Demon Deacon logo on a can with black stripes and Deacon Brew down the side. It looks really good. This looks really cool. And uh, at least in this state, Southern Miss is getting some. Um. But my question is, where the hell are Ole Miss and Mississippi State on this deal? Like, we've got great breweries scattered across the state. There's not many of them. Mississippi State, uh, Mississippi is behind in volume of local breweries because we had archaic state laws that got changed, you know, just a few years ago. And it takes some time to build up, you know, 
the infrastructure, the capital, all that to create breweries. We're behind. We've got great ones. The ones that are here are great, but there's just not that many of them. But there's enough to where you should be doing something like this. Something like this with somebody local. I don't get it. What are you guys waiting on? This is really cool. Get on it. Get on it before you have like uh, the the corral lager or the the Wally winter stout or something, you know? <laughs> you get on it before your players do. What's wrong with you guys? Anyway, I just laughed out loud, JP says. How dare you call Mississippi State a bargain shopper, Borky? The Bulldogs ain't cheap. I mean, <laughs> you should say, I, I thought about screenshotting these messages and putting it out there while, while blacking out his phone number. But that guy, the guy was furious with me. Like, he called me misinformed, stupid, uh, smartass, jackass. All kinds of stuff because I said Mississippi State relative to results is getting their coaches at a discount. What? <laughs> What's wrong with that? This guy was so mad. It was so mad. And, th- and this was obviously back during baseball season. And the other day, he just randomly like chimed in with something mean again on the text line about me because I said that about Mississippi State. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, some people, man. Some people. Um, I'm a relative nobody, but uh, sometimes I still get that kind of stuff. I I can't imagine what the email inbox for people like Colin Cowherd is sometimes. I mean, you you have your intern read all your emails, right? I mean, because there's no way that his hundreds of thousands of people in his audience are, are all sane, you know? Anyway. Sachs has toured Lazy Magnolia a couple years back. Awesome place. I have yet to actually go uh, to the brewery. I'd, I'd love to do that. Um, the first beer I had in the state of Mississippi was a, uh, a Lazy Magnolia. So, uh, yeah, that's great stuff. Um, we had Southern Prohibition on the radio show. Their, uh, their brewmaster, he was a great interview. Uh, really cool guy. There's a lot of good stuff here, man. A lot of good stuff. Uh, we need to get on it. Like the colors automatically, of course. Yeah, I mean, when you've got the uh, the color scheme that we've got on the stream because of the Saints or Vanderbilt, Wake Forest, Purdue, those are great colors, aren't they? Anyone brewing in Vegas or, or Oxford? Um, I don't know, honestly. I don't know. Um, I know that there was an Oxford brewing company, but they weren't brewing in Oxford. They were using some other breweries facility in Alabama, and I don't know if they're still around, honestly. Uh, I don't know. Zach says there's a professor at state that used to do all his own microbrew place. Not sure if COVID shut that down or not, though. I need to look into that and and see what he's all about. If you guys can believe it, uh, the Jackson area, the state capital, the biggest city in the state, metro area, largest in the state. We don't have one. Not not one. Not one. Kiln has one. Hattiesburg has one. Gulfport has one. Natchez has one, really good one in Natchez. Um, none here. After Lucky Town shut down, that's we don't have one. And what's crazy, you'll go to places like Charlotte, and there there are areas in Charlotte where, like Noda, it's a little neighborhood in Charlotte, there's like four breweries that are all like next to each other. And it's not just about like alcohol. Like they have playgrounds and dog parks and like 
it's like a family hangout place. If that makes sense. Uh, a really cool spot to like bring your kids as weird as that sounds. Uh, that hasn't infiltrated the, the metro area yet. I wish it would. Randall says Dan Mullen uh, had run its course at Mississippi State. He clearly was looking to move, and a larger portion of the fans were ready also. Moorhead was a mistake. We are rolling the dice on Leach, but I love the hire. Um, I wouldn't, uh, in hindsight, and I think that's what you're saying, Randall. In hindsight, Moorhead was a mistake. At the time, uh, it was a great hire. And I really like Joe Moorhead. I think that he will get another shot somewhere and it will work out. There were things that he took over. There were locker room problems and stuff that he couldn't overcome. Um, but I think he'll get another shot somewhere. It was a good hire. The problem for John Cohen right now is as good of a hire as Chris Lamonis was and as in good of a state as your baseball program is, even at Mississippi State where baseball matters more than any other place in the country – um, football is it. Football is it. That's it. And considering what happened with Joe Moorhead, if he has to fire Mike Leach for poor performance, I don't think state fans are going to want him making the next hire. You can't go 0 for 2 in hiring football coaches as an athletic director in the SEC, regardless of what's happening with baseball. I know state fans love baseball. It's extremely important. But Chris Limonis... And his success does not outweigh two failure football coaches. There's no way. I mean, it's not even close. And, and you guys know that. You love baseball, but football is it. It's football way up here, like at my ceiling, and then baseball down here, and then everything else at the floor. He's not hiring the next coach if Mike Leach fails. So it's really important. <laughs> this is a big season for John Cohen. <laughs> it's got to work. It's got to work. I, I suspect it will. I'm not ready to write the obituary on Leach. I say that like every other show, but um, there are people that have written him off, and I completely disagree with that. I completely disagree with that. Patrick's asking, with Eli's number being retired, who will be next, Deuce McAllister? I know they don't retire numbers much. Um, what do they have right now? Is it, is it just Archie? Is that the only retired jersey? Um, I think Deuce needs to be one. I think, I mean, exceptional in college, exceptional as a pro, has a Super Bowl ring, uh, done great work promoting, like, he, he's a good ambassador for the state of Mississippi as well. Like, even though he lives in New Orleans now and does Saints radio stuff, he's still very much involved here. Uh, I think that's a no-brainer. I think it's an absolute no-brainer. Uh, he should be next, and it, it should happen soon, I think. Should happen soon. Maybe even next year. I would like to see, you know, both schools in this state do something very similar to what Ohio State does. Um, Ohio State, outside of their stadium, it's called the Buckeye Grove, and they plant a tree alongside of a path that leads you to the stadium for every consensus All American they have. Now their list is much longer than that of Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Uh, but something like that. So you don't have to retire like every great player's jersey, but you can have something, a, a shrine, a, a, not a memorial because they're not all dead, but that kind of a place where you honor all of your great players without necessarily 
retiring jerseys. That's what they do at Ohio State. It's called the Buckeye Grove. It's really cool. Uh, it's a winding path right outside of the stadium, and every consensus All-American gets a tree with a plaque at the base of the tree, uh, you know, honoring their season. You could do something like that, but as far as retiring jerseys, uh, deuces needs to happen. It needs to. Eli then deuce, for sure. Got to be an improved product this year, no doubt for Leach um, and Lamonas. Yeah. It has to look differently. I've had this conversation with the Mississippi State fan, and I think I think this is how most people feel. Um, they don't necessarily care about record. Now they can't go two and ten, um, but if they make a bowl game and it's six and six and they're scoring points, they'll be fine. But if it's six and six where you, you beat NC State fourteen to twelve and you struggle with Louisiana Tech and you beat a bad Arkansas team, you know, by a field goal and Kentucky or whatever. Um, Radel, he was saying uh, he agrees with comparing what I did with Leach and Lamonis being different. Like, Lamonis is great, but it doesn't counteract the importance of football, is what he was saying. Um, Anyway, I think it, it'll just it'll look it has to look better. Not all six and sixes are created equal. And if they're scoring points and moving the football and they're just like a piece or two away, fans will accept that. If they're not scoring, if they're getting blanked by Alabama and blown out and all that stuff and, and not looking improved, that's the difference. I don't think fans are or they at least they shouldn't be. If I was a Mississippi State fan, I would not be focused on record. I'd be focused on look. What does it look like? Is the offense working in the SEC? That's the most important thing for State. It's not, well, they have to win seven games. No, they don't. They have to look like this system's working to me. Anyway. Deuce is on the roster. JP in 09, I think. He got a ring. So there's something there. Um. There's something there. Zach, State fan, says, average points per game is the one stat I want to know at the end of the year. Yeah. See, I'm with you. I think that if I were a State fan, that's how I would look at it. Because this was always going to be a transition. Uh, Similar-ish to what Jeff Collins is going through at Georgia Tech. You know, Georgia Tech was running the triple option, transitioning to a normal approach to a modern approach to football was going to have years of growing pains. And... You saw that, but you're also seeing it look better. Last year, Georgia Tech looked better. Their fans weren't concerned with record. It was, is is this working? Is the transition making sense? And they looked better. Now it's time to start talking about record and getting to a bowl game and stuff like that. I think Mississippi State's in year two of that three-year transition. Year one was going to have growing pains. Year two's got to look better. Year three is when you start pointing to, hey, they've got to win eight games. That that's how I would look at it. That's how I would approach it if I were you guys. What am I watching closely tomorrow in Baltimore? Uh, if Jameis has command, uh, because it sounds like he has uh, taken not not control of of the the competition because everybody that covers the team insists that it's close, and so I believe them. 
but everything I've read, me not being at, at practice, I don't know for myself, but everything I'm read seems to feel like Jameis is outperforming Taysom at this point. So be in control. Look like you're a starting quarterback in the NFL in the preseason. No mistakes, no turnovers. Just look like you're in control. That's all I'm watching for. Uh, it's a big day. It's a big day because it, a recent Sean Payton quote that I saw led me to believe that they are close to a decision. And Jameis can slam the door if he plays well tomorrow. So just, you know what? I, it's the same thing I said about Will Rogers in the Mississippi State spring game. I compared him to Bryce Young at Alabama, where Bryce Young looked like he was in total control, that that was Bryce Young's football team. He's in control. He knows everything that's going on in the offense. It's his team now. He looked like it. Well, Rodgers didn't so much look like it just in the spring game, and apparently the summer's gone well and he's practicing well. So all good there. But I want to see that. I want to feel the same thing from Jameis, that this is his football team. He's in control. He's commanding uh, the huddle. He's perform. That's what I want to see. Hey, buddy. You want to come say hey? Okay. Come here, bud. The stream's getting crashed. Come here, pal. Come here. Uh, he's playing with his truck down there. Anyway, uh, I have got to get going here, guys. So I'll run through these messages quickly and uh, send you off on this Friday. Uh, Fleach goes 6-6, six and six, and one of the losses is the Egg Bowl. He's gone. I actually, William, I disagree with you on that. I think regardless, he's seeing a year three. I think you cannot, if you're John Cohen, you cannot fire two coaches after two years. You, you can't do it because the, that coaching search will not go well. Leach is going to see a year three, uh, I think, regardless, because of what happened with Joe Moorhead. Hey, buddy, come here. Oh, there he is. Say hi. Say hi. Say hi. Oh, he sees himself. Say hi. There it is. Good job, buddy. Okay. Now, nah, Bork Duke didn't register. A, Duke didn't register a carry in 2009. Sadly, he helped out so much getting the team there. Uh, I still, I, I swear though, I thought that he got a ring, like what was on the team for a period of time or something. But tell him about it, buddy. Okay. Okay. Uh, I've got to go, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, like the video while you're here. Are you tired? What? All right. So uh, like the video and uh, subscribe on YouTube. Y'all have a great weekend. Uh, two weeks away from college football, three weeks away from the college football that we care about. Uh, y'all be good. Enjoy the Saints preseason game tomorrow, and uh, I'll be back with you on Monday morning and the radio this afternoon, of course. Y'all have a good weekend. Talk Mississippi Media Production.